man. Businessman. I'm becoming more of a businessman than you. It's funny. Why you say that? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you said that so calmly, but like just a little bit offended. Oh, why you say that? <laughs> I'm like, because uh, I'm the one telling you got to up your rate. That's why. You know that. <laughs> but the way you said it, you're like, what? Excuse me? What do you do? Come again? What are you talking, are you talking about, about? man? <laughs> this is dope, man. We're getting back together the first time in like three weeks, man. Black Box show. I know. Uh, fun show, you know, we just, a lot has been going on, you know, personally from my side of the, my side of the coin and then for you as well. So it's just, we've been out of the loop for a minute, but it's good to, good to be back in the, in the stool talking to you, brother. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having, you know, the time for me again. People don't understand, you know, you say it's both of us, but we know who's busy around here. Mr. FTN now. Got his new show in the lab, killing it on the network. I edited it, but you know, I just get a small shout out like everybody else. The man, the myth, the legend, Ray G, he's back. Black Box, we're here for you, man. The Lakers are out of the playoffs. Thank God, man. I'm sick of the Lakers winning games. Man. Are you watching the NBA playoffs? Uh, if it's on late night, you know I'll turn it on. Yeah. I'll turn it on and watch yeah. it, but I'm not... You know, half the time, I don't know who's playing, when they're playing. Honestly, like, I didn't even know Brooklyn and Milwaukee were playing uh, earlier today until I saw it on Twitter. So, uh, to answer your question, nah, not right now. You know, later on, once the finals probably pop off or the conference finals, I'll pay more attention. But, shit, it's just, nah, I haven't been paying attention, man. Yeah, and you want to talk about a uh, PR nightmare. I guess not a PR nightmare, but a ratings nightmare for the NBA when we see the eventual Utah Jazz play the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference Finals, uh, that's not going to be a big draw. You know, two small cities, no really big stars, maybe CP3, maybe Booker. You know, Donovan Mitchell's having himself an excellent series against the Clippers. But once the Clippers are out, it's, it's not looking good. You know, the Nuggets are about to get swept tonight. More than likely, I believe Phoenix is winning at halftime. So it's like, it's not looking good. On the east side, you know, you got the Nets, but Kyrie, did you see Kyrie had a high ankle sprain today? Or it's not confirmed? Yeah, I saw, I saw that. Oh, Yeah, it looked bad. I saw, the, I saw everybody was tweeting about it. I saw that, man. Nets that's, are in uh, trouble now. Those those Brooklyn Nets yeah, favorites are in trouble. With just, just KD. Like, KD's yeah. still a superstar, but, man, they can't beat Milwaukee. Not with all that size. Not with Giannis, Chris, Drew Ballin. It's, it's going to be tough, and I'm with you. You know, I've, I haven't been watching as many games as I did last year. Like, we talked about it a bit off air, but – the bubble for me was like a really cool experience. Like I know the players hated it. And so I feel bad that I loved it, but it was just different. You know, it's something completely different from what we're used to seeing in the NBA. And for me, that was just like a really cool way to bring me back into the NBA. Cause I'm not a super big NBA fan. I don't follow every team. I'm more of like a fantasy driven narrative where I follow players. It's just, I don't know, man, something about this year just feels like the old NBA, but with less superstars, less big high-end games, not a whole lot of excitement. 
I think I'm just kind of sick of it now. Like, I think I'm just ready for football to start again. And I watched a bit of baseball. Like, didn't your, uh, didn't I see, hear your jersey came in recently? Uh, yeah, man. I, uh, I ordered me my first Major League Baseball jersey, Fernando Tatis Jr., my first baseball jersey, that all-white Padres pinstripe joint, man. I, I was trying to, I've been trying to get that jersey uh, for a couple of months now, and it's, it's been hard as hell to get. It's been sold out, and I finally got, uh, finally got it on MLB, on the MLB shop. And I ordered it and I got it in. I was like, yeah, I'm a bandwagon, bandwagon Padres fan. I don't give a damn. Tatis is cool. Yeah. Like that dude, man. Yeah, man. You should have seen him today in uh, in New York. He went for a, for, I saw for that. a slam. Yeah, man. His slam yeah, was that. big. I mean, I don't know if he's going to win MVP. That. He might. He's, he's playing well. Between him and Acuna, it's you know a two-man race. But talk about a dude that just has so much electricity on that roster. It's crazy. So let's let's um let's just let's just talk for real right now. Let's just let's just talk for real because it's been a minute, right? Yeah. You know, you alluded to some of the sports stuff that's been going on, but it's been a minute that that we've sat down to to talk with one another, man. And the cool thing about this show and the feedback that I've gotten is people just are enjoying like real conversations, right? Not just always around the sports space. Um, so many people that we've met and engaged with and, and built relationships with through this little fantasy football space, man. Like, you know, they some good some good people and they got some some stories themselves, right? So, um, you know, just how have how have you been, you know, personally, I know you've got a lot of things, a lot of changes going on right now in your personal life. How's how's all that coming, man? Uh, I've been I've been pretty good, man. Like like you talked about, for me, uh biggest thing was I'm gonna be a licensed realtor in Ontario for people who don't know that's in Canada, you know, like whenever, whenever you always say that I'm from Canada, I'm like, do you really not know like where I'm from? Because I start to question it after a long time. It's been so long. You just say, Oh, Jordan, you know, he's up in Canada. I'm like, you know, it's, you can get a little more specific, but either way, <laughs> I live in Toronto area for people who don't know me. And I'm going to be a licensed realtor. And that's like the biggest change for me because for the past three years, I was working for a renovation company and, you know, really stagnant in my life. Wasn't sure kind of if I wanted to be there long term. Eventually, you know, I got laid off last year, like a lot of people did. And I decided to do this and it became finally, you know, I'm done. I had to put off a lot of podcasts. You know, I talked to you, kind of delay certain things and work around that schedule a little bit as far as tests, exams and other various things I had to go through to get that done. Um, but other than that, I'm, I feel good about it, but I'm definitely, you know, a little bit scared. It's not, it's not easy when I'm a person who does things a lot on my own, but I do really need to rely on my network of people and people around me to kind of make all this come together. And, uh, as much as I love everyone in the fantasy community, there's so much they can, there's only so much they can provide for me in my work environment. Right. And where for you, same type of deal, but you've managed to make this more of a business. And so you get kind of the best of both worlds. You're great at your job. And you have the fantasy community backing you as well, senior GQ in the building. But you know, other than that, man, I've been I've been good, and I've been you know enjoying my time that I've had. Especially now that I'm done, I've just had time to kind of relax. I have a few small projects with you, uh, and a few other things I got to do. But uh, for the most part, right now, it's just slowly building my foundation to uh, take off for the rest of the year, man. But uh, how you been doing? You know, like recently you switched jobs, and you know you're headed on vacation this week, so you must be excited about that. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, you and the wife, man. finally, the getaway, man. It's been so long, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, man. It's, um, you know, like, like you said, it's, it's life, right? Um, so many good things, so many blessings, so many fortunate things. And then there's also, you know, the, the challenges, you know, that you, that you go through. Um, even though things, you know, appear to be like everything's good, everything's growing, everything's doing what it's supposed to do, you know, it's still, you still have to balance a lot, you know, yeah. still got to balance, uh, you know, your own personal time first and foremost, right? Because everybody needs a little bit of time for themselves. So just having to, having to deal with that and, you know, work is, work is work, work is, you know, now that we're, everybody's back. Now they really want to work your ass, so you gotta you gotta deal with that. So, yeah. you know, but everybody's kind of going through that. So, you know, everything is everything is going well, man. It's going well. I actually got to meet uh, Scott Fish out here in uh, in Dallas for the Fantasy Sports Gaming Association. I'm good people, but yeah, I got to meet Scott Fish, man. He's doing a bunch of dope stuff for the fantasy community uh, with the Scott Fish Bowl, and then we all know. How much money this dude? What's it? It's well into the six figures. Oh right, yeah, for donations for yeah yeah for for kids for Christmas, man. Toys like that's dope. Get back to you know kids that ain't gonna be able to to really have a Christmas. So getting to meet the creator of that was pretty pretty damn cool, man. Get to get to meet one of the idols, one of the icons of the community. So that was. It was awesome, man. Yeah, and you want to talk about a dude that just, like, he won the Game Changer Award. Shout out to Scott Fish, number one fan of the Black Box show. Definitely have to give him a shout out there. But won the Matthew Berry Game yeah. Changer Award. And, um, like, I was lucky enough to edit the video that he, that he ended up seeing that people got posted on Twitter. And honestly, man, like, Scott's one of the nicest people that I've never met. And uh, it's, and this one thing to just be a good person. Um, but he has to deal with a lot on top of that because... Every year, there's people who get into Scott Fishbowl and people who don't, and there's always going to be people who are mad and upset they don't get in, but ultimately, his his whole idea behind it was to just help people come together, network, and like you said, raise thousands and thousands of dollars for charity, which he's continued to do, expand over the years, bringing in bigger and bigger people to the tournament, and it's just, it takes over Twitter. It takes over fantasy football. Like It's truly probably my favorite time of the year, honestly. Even before week one, like when Scott Fishbowl kicks off, it's the biggest event by far in the industry. And I could not be more excited about it. But to kind of take this turn a little bit, I don't want to get too off topic here. But can we talk about how every picture I see of you more? Because people who don't know, I've never met Ray in person. I know that I am significantly taller than him. But every time I see a picture of you, you get shorter and shorter in my mind. So can you clarify for the people just how tall you are because on twitter i believe you said you were a kyler murray 510 which we all know is a bunch of shit. <laughs> so can you clarify for the people just how tall is old gq and was he playing cornerback for a reason <laughs> i was playing cornerback because i was good at cornerback they wanted me to play on the offensive side of the ball i wanted to play defense i didn't want to be a slot receiver <laughs> man so i wanted to play defense but i'm your boy is five nine five nine two hundred all right, that's not bad. Solid. Yeah. I could still moss you, but <laughs> solid, solid. You know, you're crazy, man. Solid. You're crazy to even think that. What? You, you gonna know? press me? It doesn't. It wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter what coverage I ran against you. 
There's no way we could we could run routes ten out of ten times and you wouldn't catch one. You wouldn't catch one pass. Man, I'm t- okay. This this is out there now. The the you wouldn't the, catch you one know, pass. You know, there will be a day when I will come down to Dallas and we will we will have that Dude. moment, and it will be on Dude. film and it will be on YouTube. People, I'm telling you, get excited <laughs> because. Don't matter the age difference. Let me tell okay. you something. Talk, talk your shit. Let me tell you something. Let me tell All you right. something, man. <laughs> the same way people didn't want to order that Floyd fight versus Logan Paul, they ain't going to want to watch this. No. It's not going to be pretty. They ain't going to want to watch it. That's if okay. We, we can line up. We line, listen, Jordan, I'm telling you, bro. I mean, this is, if we lined mm-hmm. up 10 out of 10 times and I was impressed versus you, I would be hard pressed to, that you would get down ten yards down the field. I would fuck your chest. All right, I'm, like, I'm, I, 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 I am. I, I am could, ready man. for the challenge because I know. I know that you've had your time in the spotlight, college athlete. <laughs> That's awesome. But you're a dad now, and I know you still work hard. <laughs> but I think that there's been enough time that my edge is it's slowly creeping in. I just, if I wait a few more months. And you know, you go on vacation, maybe you ease off the gym a little bit, a few more months down the line, too busy making content. I, I think there's gonna be a window in time that just maybe, Bro. just maybe, you're underestimating me just a little bit. Just a little bit, not a lot, not a lot. Just a nah, little bit, just a nah, little bit. I'm not, I'm not underestimating you, man. I'm not underestimating you. I'm just, I'm just telling you what's gonna happen. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm not underestimating you. I'm just telling you that's just, I'm not even laughing. Like that's that's what would happen. I know. But we can maybe we can make that happen. One, maybe we can make that happen one day. I, I like the. Uh, it made for a good three minutes of content right there. That was funny. That was funny. All right. So back to the show, right? And the kind of the things we want to talk about. How did did you end up hearing what happened with John Rom two weeks ago? Did you see that? Where is that the? Uh, the COVID, the yes. COVID test. Dude had a six-stroke uh, lead going into the final. It's a third round, uh, six-stroke lead, and he ended up testing positive for COVID in the middle of an event. Yeah, like I just don't get what yeah. was the PGA thinking? How does this happen? Like, how did the dude play three, basically two and a half days, and then now he just kind of goes out with COVID in the middle of the tournament? Yeah, I mean, it seems like you would make sure that test was in and enough time to not even allow somebody to go yeah. out there and do that. You know what I mean? Like you would, you would think just logically like that wouldn't happen. Scheduling would not allow for that to happen. Like that's, you know, I don't know who that dude is. I don't know how He's good, good he man. is, how improbable this was. Okay. I didn't, I don't know any of that. All I know is that situation's fucked up. That's like, you know, quarterbacks driving down the ball, driving down the field in the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know, and somebody comes in off the off, out the medical stands and was like, "Yo, Patrick Mahomes, your test came back." Literally. You know, you gotta, you can't play. Like, why? They should have done that in an ample enough time for that not even to be an issue. That's yeah, oh, and like man. John Rom, probably top ten at worst player in the world. So that's a guy, you know, when he gets hot, he's he's gonna close the deal, mm-hmm. right? Especially up six strokes. But it reminded me of actually last year's World Series. Like, do you remember? I don't know if you watched the World Series last year, but in the very last game, Game Six, um, the Dodgers third baseman Justin Turner tested positive for COVID in like the seventh inning of the game. 
So he's been playing five straight games, playing every game, every at bat in the field, touching the ball, all this stuff. And randomly at the end of the sixth game, when the Dodgers are going to win the World Series, wow. they say, oh, JT, wow. you got to come out. You have COVID. Wow. Isn't that, but it's like, you know what's crazier? Damn. Is he went out for the team photo. You know, like, it just, everything about it just was so bad optically. And, and yes, the season was over. And no, it didn't really matter. But this is also in a time when COVID was kind of still a big deal. This was back last November, right? So COVID was, it was a big yeah. deal back then. And while sports were playing, you can't be having players test positive. Where now when players test positive, like, especially in golf, I didn't expect that at all. You know, a dude, he can play golf by himself. He doesn't need a caddy. He doesn't need a TV crew, nothing. Yeah, that's kind of weird, yeah. man. That's kind of weird. Like, it just the whole situation is just kind of like, again, you know that tea time is at 8 o'clock. You know it's going to take 24 hours to get the results in. Tell the dude to take the test, you know, 36 hours before, whatever. Yeah. Like, why does that come up in the middle of the – why are you – what? Yeah. And you think like, about he would have got tested before too, right? Like, it's like, no different than anything else. You get tested before you show up to the event. You get all these uh, things done, protocols in place. How does someone – it just seems like something they tried to kind of cover up. And eventually they were like, yeah. oh, now we got to retest. Now we got to make sure. And, you know, do came back positive. Just like with with Turner, they waited till the last, you know, basically the game was already over. But, you know, it's, he gets pulled. He goes back yeah. on the field, celebrates with his teammates. But the dude apparently has COVID. It's just bad optics, man, for everyone involved. So speaking of speaking of bad optics, um, did you did you purchase the Floyd Paul fight? Were you one of those people who got upset at other people for purchasing the fight? Did, were you interested? Were you not? Did you want to see it but didn't want to pay? Like, where are you falling on that whole Floyd May Mayweather Logan Paul fight? So you know we got to talk about Floyd Logan Paul. Uh, I did I did watch it. I did not pay for it. Uh, we went back and forth about that on Twitter, but I think to be more specific about it, I don't really have, I've never really thought in general pay per view is worth it. I never really thought paying $100 or $200 for a no, fight no, no, is no, worth no, it. No, 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 this no, one no. in particular. You no, you can't hedge. I'm not hedging. I'm not, you can't hedge. I'm like not hedging. That. you got to come out, come out with what you said. Don't, I don't did not buy back, it, but I, but I wouldn't, the, I wouldn't buy it either story. way. Like, I just wouldn't buy a pay-per-view event regardless because I'm the dude that's been streaming stuff since I was 14 on, years bro. old. If I wanted to watch a fight, if I wanted to watch a football okay. game, if I wanted to okay. watch anything, okay. I didn't have cable, nothing, man. I'm the dude hunting on Reddit for the streams like I'm sure a lot of people were. <laughs> Keep going, man. Tell your story. That's just that's just how it is, man. I mean, I get it if you want to pay for it. People say you want to watch on your TV. You know, these services exist. You can stream that, motherfucker. Like, you, it's not a big deal. People make a big deal about it. You want to pay. I know that you paid. I'm, I hope you enjoyed it spending your hard-earned money <laughs> um but like most people when you watch a floyd fight you expect to be bored maybe you're entertained by his ability but overall the fight's usually pretty boring because he's the best fighter ever so don't expect him to get hit too much and that's pretty much what happened listen man listen there's there are a lot of there are a lot of things at play and I wish I wish Twitter was the proper form and medium to really have the discussion about this because it's a lot more than just Floyd being the best ever. Like, when, when you think about what happened, man, you had a regular-ass person, like just me and you, posting videos on YouTube that blew up to the point where he had 
voice with one of the greatest of all time. You know, like think about like think about what Logan Paul did to even get himself in the yeah. ring. And that in its own right is so incredibly impressive to me. Like, you know, a lot of people don't like the Paul brothers, but I'm not saying how they got there and what they what they did or what their shtick was to get where they got, but everybody should want to, if, if you want to make it in this space, you should be aspiring to do what they just did. Like they came from sitting back doing stupid shit to in the ring with the greatest fighter in the, of his generation, one of the greatest fighters of all time. Like think about how good of a basketball player you have to be in order to sit in a room with Michael Jordan or how good of a singer you have to be, you know, to be in the same or in space as some of the great vocalists in the music industry. Like that's pretty impressive. So yeah, I paid for the fight. And my thing is like, shit, it didn't bother me. Like, I don't understand oh, you spent your hard earned money. Like you really care about what I do with my finances. You know, when people say that shit, I'm just like, are you concerned? Yeah. When I take out a application for a credit card with 26% interest, are you concerned for my financial well-being at that moment? No. So how the hell are you going to tell me how to spend what I make? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I want to spend that money on it, then I got it and I'm spending it. And I don't think twice about it. I just don't understand people who who count other people's pockets. That shit is that shit is corny to me. People Let, let people do what they want to do with their cash. Yeah. Man. You ain't got to say nothing about that, you know? Like, you do you. And I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and it's gonna be okay, right? You, you ain't. That's just weak. That's weird to me. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. And I feel that, right? Like I'm not saying that you shouldn't have spent the money on it. I just hope that you enjoyed it. That's it. You know, like you paid for it. I hope you enjoyed it. But to go to your point about the Paul brothers, but do you really I though? Mean, I, do you really? Do you really hope I enjoy it? Honestly, you're right. I, I don't really give a shit if you enjoyed it or not. <laughs> exactly. So why do we? Why do we? Why do we do this in life? Because bro? I'm still like, your friend, man. You don't I, hope I'm, I enjoy I'm still it. your friend. I, hey, I'm not, I'm, I really do wish you enjoyed it, but, but I, you I don't really the conversation. Care. Like you know, you could have just said, "Okay, well," but you didn't have to say that part, right? You could have just been like, "Yeah," people pay for what they want, and then you could have kept going. You <laughs> added, "I hope you enjoyed it," and you're making it seem like you're like kind of caring, but you're really being an oh, asshole. Oh, yeah. But you, but you can see through <laughs> no, that. No. Don't. Yeah. You can see through that. I, I, every time exactly. every time we have a conversation, exactly. there's a moment where I might throw a little something in there where I'm being a bit of an asshole. And that's that's our relationship, and that's okay. But to go talk talk about Logan and, and um, what is it, and Jake, right? I think now that you're, you know, in the YouTube space, you must imagine, like, how hard their journey must have been to get there, which is why, you know, like like you're saying, that appreciation for what they did it is not easy to be that famous on YouTube. Like it doesn't just happen. Like they have to work so hard for so long. Like I think it's been over 10 years for both of them on YouTube, which is just crazy. But again, that's, you know, the grind that they put in and, you know, for you doing it for a year, me helping you and working with you for a year, that's not that long compared to everything they've done. And they've done it at a much higher level of success, which is insane. Um, and to, make as much money as they did off that fight like floyd making i don't know did you see the final figures for that fight but i believe floyd made over 100 million i didn't and then yeah i think it was over i heard over 100 and then million, jake yeah. or sorry not jake logan probably made i think upwards of 15 or 20 i know that his base salary was over a million dollars so it's just like man and for that fight 
geez, like the experience and to be paid for that experience, man, I would go in. I mean, I wouldn't want to fight Floyd for free, but I would do it for the experience, <laughs> right? If you could get paid for that experience on top of that, that is just, you know, home run, like yeah. milestones upon milestones upon milestones. And to see what that guy's done over the years, just making money, building wealth on top of wealth, it just, it almost doesn't even make sense at this point. That that dude just steps in the ring for an hour and makes a hundred million. And then he just steps away for two years and does whatever he wants. It's yeah, truly astounding, yeah, man. That's crazy, right? It's crazy, right? And yeah, to your point about the Paul brothers, I remember it was something I was listening to um, about them on them. And they pretty much said that they like, like it was like a work day. Like they had to make multiple videos every day. Like consistently. They were like, we, we made videos for X number of days straight and being on the other side of the camera and knowing how difficult it is to schedule a show, let alone having the energy to do this multiple times a day, every day and get it edited and out the door the next day. Like, I just know how incredibly hard that is. Like I, I can get a couple out, you know, and then I'm asking you to do one or two. And at the end of the week, if we have four shows, like we're like, we, we killed did this. It. Like, yes. Yes, we killed it. They're doing four shows a day, every day for years straight. Like I, the grind, man, like I respect yeah. the hustle. I respect the grind. And that doesn't, I don't care if it's YouTube, if it's fantasy football, if it's cutting grass, if it's chopping down trees, if it's cooking and baking, like whatever your grind is. Like that type of hustle to where you become the best at what you do or, you know, like there's nothing I'll ever say about their, their hustle, man. Like, you know, what are they, are they people that I would kick with? And I don't know, maybe in the past, <laughs> maybe, but now no. Um, but it, it's irrelevant, man. You know, the grind, the, the grind and what they did to get there. That's, you got to respect that. Yeah. Man. And like you said, whatever it is you're passionate about, whatever it is that you want to do, that level of dedication is admirable, no matter how you want to look at it. Like to dedicate themselves to that degree, that's the 1%. Yeah. Like that's, I'm crazy about this. When people talk about you have to be crazy about your dreams to make them happen, like those guys were crazy about it, dedicated, working each and every day to get to where they are now. And like you said, maybe you don't like them. Maybe you think they're corny. Maybe you think they're weird, whatever. Um, they worked to get to the lifestyle they have now. And it's very difficult to argue with their level of success and everything they work to achieve because they probably worked a lot harder than certain people did that are hoping to gain the same level of success but aren't willing to work for it the way they did, right? And that's ultimately what it comes down to in this world. Yeah. And we talk to a lot of people in the fantasy industry, they just aren't quite there yet, right? They're not quite willing to put in enough work. They're, maybe they're not quite achieving their goals and they're wondering why. Maybe it just comes down to well, the work. Maybe that's just maybe it's just simple as that. Yeah, man, but it's it's not that simple, man. And I, and I don't want people to think that it is. Like it's not that simple, you know. Um, there are people out there who put in tons of work, man. Like, you know, tons of work in, in the space. Some of it is just, you know, I tell people all the time. Sometimes, man, like a lot of hard work. That if if you ever have an opportunity, look at um. Netflix, their sort of company values and how they run their, their organization, their company. And I'm not saying I completely agree with it, but basically what they said is 
hard work gets you like a nice severance package at the end of the day. Like, like we don't care about how hard you work. We want, we want production. We want quality. You know, we want, this is what we want. Like you can work as hard as you want, but ultimately results is what, what matters here. Um, And some people work incredibly hard, man, but they just, for whatever reason, they don't have it. And I don't know what that is. Um, I think it's an, it's it's a little bit of everything. It's an ability to to connect with people, uh, the ability to let yourself be vulnerable and and let in you know criticism shows that you're not always sitting on top of the mountain holier than now and you're always right. Like you got to be able to when you're wrong, you got to be able to come out and say, "Damn, I was yeah. wrong." You know, missed on that one, or like you have to be vulnerable and people people respect that. People resonate with that. So. It's not just about hard work. There are a lot of things that, and it's so like you got to entertain, man. Like you have to be entertaining. You have to be able to captivate. You know, sometimes at the end of the day, somebody's riding home, man, and they just want to hear some real talk. They just want to, they just want to sit back and be like, damn, I feel that. I want to always hear, you know, one plus six equals this many yards and plus this. And let me tell you, like, they just, sometimes they just want to hear something else, a different vibe, different speed. Um, and some people have that and some people don't. So hard work is awesome. That's great. But I mean, in the end of the day, did, can you deliver or can you not? Are you going to meet? Are you going to do it or you're not? You know, all that hard work, sometimes it just doesn't, doesn't yeah. matter, man. And I, I love the way you put that. Um, I want to close out the show real quick. Um, is there anything new you've been listening to? Because for me, I haven't really, you know, been liking a whole lot lately. I'm still heavily into the cold world and uh you know migos dropped a few other people dropped and it's been very underwhelming music wise we haven't talked about music for a while but i'm curious because we i haven't even sent you anything no, i haven't sent you anything for man. a while like the last big song i sent you i think was probably ramen and oj which is a fire song if you haven't heard it listen to that um but for you have you listened to anything new because mm-hmm. i know our styles are a little bit different yeah um new man i've actually been feeling rob wave a okay bit, so uh, looking at Rob Wave, I'm listening to him a little bit, and then I'm taking it back, man. When I'm when I'm riding, I like the vibe, baby. I like the vibe, so I'm back on that Wiz Khalifa cushion orange right. juice right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know that's a that's a nice chill staple. Wiz cushion OJ, yeah. it's a good classic. staple. Mesmerized, yeah, yeah, that's a classic, man. So I kind of took it back there. I know Lil Baby and Lil Durk put out an album, Trash. Uh, I saw. Is it trash? It's number one on Billboard. Terrible. That really doesn't mean shit. Terrible. It was mixed. Ooh, it, so- it, was it sounds like it was mixed by you and me, bro. It's not worth listening to. Oh man, and little baby dope too. But I like him. But man, yeah, man. So that's it. it. I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm on that, I'm on that Wiz. I'm on that uh, Rod Wave, man. I'm just chilling, chilling, man. Good to be back. Yeah, I feel that, man. Like for me, it's just it's been cold or nothing, and I, I feel bad because I want to listen to other music, but. Cold just smashing. Like he's, I can't get it out of my playlist. It's all I've been listening to. Um, I throw it back to 2017 a lot, you know, back to when Culture dropped and uh, Big Sean, I'm another big fan of, you know, like whether it's Detroit 2 or um, his, what was his last album now? Oh man, I forget what it was. But Big Sean, big, big artist for me. He's He came up big after he switched over to good music. Either way, man, it's been episode six of Wait, the Black up, Box up, Show. Up, Ray, have to be back, up, man. What? What's up? What's up? Russian. You got to listen. I know you're trying to close this album. Let me just teach you a little something, young buck. You got to be able to ease out of the show. <laughs> like, that was a good topic we had there because I was going to respond. 
by saying, what's your best J. Cole album? Give me an opportunity to expound upon the conversation a little bit, baby. What's your best J. Cole album? Top one. It's 2014, 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Okay. It's really not that okay. close. Okay, for me, it's for me, it's Friday Night Lights, the mixtape. Like that, okay. that that to All me right. was Throwing the best, the best Cole project, man. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I watched an interview with him and he talked about how 2014 Forest Hills Drive was like it's his debut album. Yeah. Right? And so he really had to prove something to everyone that he belonged in this in this music world, right? In this rap scene. And he was talking about how his most recent album, The Off Season, was like him getting back to that. Because people would talk about, you know, with For Your Eyes Only was kind of like, uh, it was it was more for him. And then KOD was like very conscious rap about drugs and overdosing, all these things. Again, not to say he fell off, but people were kind of questioning him. Is he going to come back? Is he going to come harder? Is he going to come harder? And he said that like set in with him. It like reaped into his soul. And he was like, nah, I got to give the people that good now and so it's funny when i listened to it after hearing that interview i was like yeah it really sounds like he's trying to recapture that level um especially as far as rap and everything goes that he once had to prove to people that he still got it right if he just if he wants to put it out he can and uh, that for me was really really cool to hear because that's kind of exactly how i feel and so to hear him say that i was like wow that really resonated with me um, in particular with four sales drive being my favorite album and then this one probably being my second favorite yeah man i mean you you dove deep into that one i mean you know shit, i ain't got nothing else to say bro <laughs> i ain't got nothing else to say all right man. so are you good you ready to close it out episode six of the black box show finito happy to be back uh we're probably gonna do it bi-weekly you said so probably yeah, in the two yeah. weeks because you're on vacation yeah. anyway so it's fine um but hopefully two weeks New Black Box Show, Episode 7, you know, sports, life, culture, everything, Ray GQ and Jay Rich. We'll see you guys next week or two weeks from now. We out. Peace.